0: I love fine art photography that makes me think about something, maybe reflect on something, makes me feel something, may make me have a changed perspective.
1: Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise Podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making photographs, making drawings, making noise. It's the Studio Noise Podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise.
2: Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. You can make your own space for your passion. Artists need to use all their talents in ways that bring them happiness and joy. That might mean being a studio artist. Or it might mean, start your own gallery, showing the work you believe in, helping great artists connect with the people. That's exactly what today's guest did. The wonderful Arnica Dawkins, owner of Arnica Dawkins Gallery. They specialize in photographic fine art. She left her corporate life to get her master's in digital photography from Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD as you know it, right here in Atlanta. And her love for photography and collecting led her to create her own gallery, in twenty twelve. It's really beautiful space too, right off Cascade Road here in Atlanta. I've been there and can't wait to get back for some of the shows they got coming up. Today we talk with Arnica Dawkins about the gallery and some of the artists that she represents, like Irvin A. Johnson, Kara Solomon, and my man Najee Dorsey. What's up, Najee? We talk about different kinds of photographic prints and the ways that photographs can be expanded with other mediums. We talk what makes a good photograph and the value of collecting. Excuse my audio issues on this one. I mean, our sounds great. So that's, you know, what's important. You can always tune in and hear me <laughs> hear me any old time. But she comes through loud and clear. Yo, you can hear all the passion and know-how in her voice. Yo, I love it. You can go to studionoisepodcast.com, Support the show by buying merch in the shop. Join the Studio Noise patron for bonus episodes, that kind of stuff. And hey, one thing I don't talk about all the time, but another way you can support the show is by going ahead and rating and writing a review on apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and that's free 99 and it helps people find the show you know we always want more people to get that noise right now you can go find two friends that love photography or even just kind of like photography <laughs> you know tell them to come in tune in listen to this we got our nico dawkins after the break it's the noise
0: This is Leslie Dukin. I'm a printmaker. I'm an artist. I'm a black woman business owner in Best Buy, New York. And you're listening to Studio Noise. Goddamn.
2: All right. It's your boy, Jay Barber, here with Studio Noise. I'm blessed to have the phenomenal Miss Anika Dawkins talking to me on the podcast. I appreciate you. How you doing? I am
0: great, Jamal. It's so wonderful to talk to you and see you again. And uh, I remember the last time you were at the gallery, I just uh, enjoyed your your inspiration and your presence. So good to good to connect again.
2: Oh, thank you, Dale. Because your gallery is, is pretty amazing. You know, what I'm saying it's tucked off in the cut, just right off Cascade, but you can find it. It's, a, it's such a nice place uh, that you have set up there. You had a little damage from a storm, so but I'm uh, glad you. Got it all big, fixed up. Big,
0: the storm. Uh, <laughs> we are still in the process. It, you know, it is a process. So we we got the exterior stuff done, uh, but now we're working on making it pretty inside. So when our guests come through again, they they'll have some beautiful walls to look at,
2: great art to see too. That's what's up, you yeah. And we're talking to Anika Dawkins. You can check her out at A Dawkins Gallery. Anika Dawkins Gallery on Instagram. Uh Instagram. It says you're a collector, photographer, and gallerist. So we're going to start with the galleries and then make it through all the other parts. So you open in twenty twelve. It says devoted to devoted to presenting fine art from both emerging and established photographers, specializing in images by African Americans and of African Americans. I love that. Tell me, tell me, what's the inspiration to get started?
0: So um, I I reinvented myself almost ten years ago now when when I opened the gallery by going to grad school and uh, here in Atlanta at the Savannah College of Art and Design. I am a photographer, I'm a creative as well. And um, after I got my newly minted degree, I was trying to figure out, now what am I gonna do with myself? You know, I could work at a gallery, I could be behind the camera, or I could, um, you know, own a gallery. So I decided to do an internship at a gallery, and that's where I just fell in love with the process, you know, talking to photographers and artists that, um, you know, I had read about in the history books or studied about, um, emerging ones that had new concepts and ideas. Um, But I noticed that that particular gallery, which is amazing and, and great, didn't have really anybody that looked like me. And um, so that motivated me to do what I could do to have talented artists have their work seen by a wider audience. Um, And then the other thing that really motivated me to open the gallery is my husband and I um when we lived in the northeast we lived in new jersey the new york area we'd go into manhattan and look at galleries and museums and do things that we could do for free um and uh, we started collecting art then something to put on our walls but i realized that a lot of people that look like me and us um were kind of mystified about you know, collecting art or what art is all about. Like a lot of people, and and this is not a slight or judgment or kind of, you know, still in the mindset of art when they were in school. And so I want to expose people like us to the joys of collecting art and supporting artists along their career if they are, you know, living or having something amazing on their walls. Um, From someone that, you know, um that they wanted to support. So that was a, my twin motivating ideas of opening Arnika Dawkins gallery and because I am a photographer I just thought I would stick in my lane and um, <laughs> you know, express the medium that I innately um, and authentically, you know, enjoy. Now, don't get me wrong, I I love paintings and print work and sculpture, and my husband and I had that in our collection, but as far as a gallery was concerned, I just thought um, being specialized in a particular area, uh, it really resonated with me.
2: And I, I appreciate that because there are like a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there are a few black galleries out there, but they don't specialize in photography. So I think that's a, a really cool thing because it's, it's so much to learn about photography. And that's kind of what the conversation would be like here, because I, I, you know, I just bought me a Canon M50 and, and you know, I said, I'm going to take some pictures of my kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take good good, but it's, but it's such a, a complicated art, just like anything, right? Like I explained, explain printmaking to you is it's super complicated if you don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. But uh, photography is the same way. So how did you how did, how did you end up switching from whatever you were doing before to getting your master's in photography? That's an interesting switch.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting switch. And, you know, um I started out as a shutterbug like you taking pictures of my kids um, but then I found myself going to events and weddings and you know wanting to line people up and right you know, like wait you should be over there this isn't-. <laughs> and so um I um, I I was a stay of, I, I did corporate America I was in corporate America to start I had um, My third child, I realized that corporate America and being a mom of three didn't, I didn't have that capacity. So I became a stay-at-home mom, but I still had a lot of corporate energy and wanting to make a difference. So I put that into volunteerism in Atlanta and was very involved. But I kind of looked up one day and realized that my role as a mom, as a volunteer was changing dramatically. And I went through a process of reinvention of self. And that's when I then decided to go to SCAD and take my passion, um, which is textile work, as well as photography, and be serious about it. And so that's kind of really how I jumped off. It was... um, it was a process, and so, yeah, it was it's it's the twist and turns of life, but I'm just grateful to have been able to be on this journey, and um I don't get to shoot as much as I uh, used to. I only kind of do it when I travel now, but um, just grateful for the opportunity that the artists that I work with uh, give me to show their work to a wider audience and also, grateful for all of the collectors and people that are interested in learning about artists and photographers. Um, it's just, it's just very gratifying, uh, for me to do. It's a gratifying pursuit. So yeah, um, uh, not the typical path to, to, to here, but always a creative and finally gave myself permission to pursue something that I had passion about.
2: That's awesome, though. So, so let's get into the, the nitty gritty, like what what really makes it happen. So, tell us what makes a good photograph.
0: So, you know, with everybody having one of these nowadays, yeah. you know, yeah, camera, I, I think yeah. like one billion photographs are uploaded like almost every second. Um, you know, everybody is a photographer or has the capability of being one. You know, it, it's it's very approachable now with cell phones, but. What I'm specifically interested in is fine art photography. The impetus and the reason why someone stops to capture a moment, a, a picture, a scene, a thought, um, that it, it seems to me that it's a visual dialogue that they're having with me about what it is that I'm looking at. Why would somebody want me to stop and take a look at it? And then I'm particularly interested in work that makes me feel something. You know, they're, they're amazing, beautiful photographs, um, but I'm looking for something a little more than, you know, a beautiful photograph. What is behind why that, that creative took that picture? Why am I supposed to stop and take a look at it? Um, I love fine art photography that makes me think about something, maybe reflect on something, makes me feel something, may make me have a changed perspective um, from what I had before I saw the photograph. I'm interested in the visual conversation or extending the conversation or having a conversation about a photograph. Jamal, I remember when you and Natrice um, came to the gallery. You know, we're standing up there talking about artwork, and I just think that that's a reward that we just continue to have. That we're standing there having a conversation about a photograph, you know, um, and and that there are so many of them flying around the globe at any one time that we're we're able to stop, pause, and take a look. Um that's the lane of fine art photography that i'm in particular particular interested in
2: yeah i, I love that because it, it's the it's the type of thing where it is so much uh being created right or or pictures being taken but they're not being taken. all fine art right that's like right. they they don't all rise to that level have that that uh, that same idea and thought behind it
3: that's but right. it's kind
2: of it's kind of the same way when i look at um devil Bay had a had an exhibit at the Hive recently. And, like, looking at his photographs and then looking at what I'm doing with my kids, like, it's nowhere near the same. But it's, it's similar, like, you know, it's like, it's right there on the cups. It's like, how can he take these regular moments and, like, put so much life into
0: them? But yours are amazing as well because you have put, it. it's from your lens. It's from literally your mm, lens, yeah. but your... Your lens, your heart, your lens, your perspective on what it is that's in front of your camera, and uh, I'd say, you know, years from now, something that will be greatly appreciated for 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 the capture, you know, for the moment, yeah, you know, for sure, and, um, you know, I, I. I about photography in the way that you know it's how we as humans see the world we see the world in pictures we see the world in photographs you know and that we are able to stand still take this moment in time and stand still is um and and capture something that you can reflect on later is uh really really cool and interesting but you know the 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 medium of photography i because everybody has a cell phone, because most people have cameras, you know, it's the medium of our time. And the, the umbrella of photography is broad, you know, and there are many different veins, you know, the commercial world, the editorial world, the uh, sports, the um, stock photography. You know, it's just that the lane that I love being in is the fine art uh, aspect of it and, and the conversations that we can gain and whatever we can learn from viewing the photograph itself.
2: And I love in particular, like in all the artists that you represent, um, there is such an expansive view of what photography is. Right. So if you just look through the roster of artists and we'll talk about some artists like coming up, but you got chromogenic prints, you got gelatin silver prints. You have uh, digital, you know, archives going on. Like, it's so yes. many different ways. Yes. Uh, and even when you come to the work that you present, uh, the different mediums that can be mixed in and still be considered photography. And so, you know, you have pictures with screen printing in it, digital, letterpress, like cyanotype, which is a printmaking process, that, but it really is a photographic-based process. And so when I look at it, I also... Expand what I consider photography to be? Like, is that, was that kind of a goal of yours when you're picking these different artists?
0: You know, what, um, by starting the gallery, I'd uh, say almost 10 years ago, um, you could tell I started a little later in life. Um, mm-hmm. And I decided then, uh, wearing my collector hat, that I'm only going to show what I myself would purchase or would hang mm-hmm. on my And so I think it's interesting all of the different ways that creatives and photographers that we work with express themselves. You know, not only through the capture, but how that image lives beyond, um, you know, their hand in it. And so I find it very fascinating the cyanotypes, as you mentioned, uh, chromogenic prints, all the different processes, Urban A. Johnson's work, which, he was kind of motivated by the abstract expressionist movement, as well as probably inspired by Remir Bearden and the collage work to create something totally different within a photograph. And so, um, yes, I'm in a very narrow lane in fine art, but um, all of these different expressions are very interesting, and and um, another way for the artist to um, Create something that is uniquely them, and and express what it is that they have to say with their work.
2: Yeah, and then, and the artist we were talking about with the type is Karis Solomon. Yes, uh, I love her work. She was she was head of the artist that we came to see with the at your Place, and she had um, these photographs, beautiful photographs, with letterpress like quotes and poems and all different things like at the bottom, giving like this work contest. Um, tell us about Karis and um, how you met her in Oligazzo.
0: So uh, that's a really unique story, and I'm glad you asked. Um Kara Salmon is a creative out of New York, and her background was journalism. So she kind of did something like I did. She did a little reinvention of self after leaving co- the corporate world and and gave herself, you know, this permission to do this creative life. Um, but her work is um it kind of was inspired by a trip that she took with her family um, to her husband's ancestral home, which was a plantation. So her husband um, is a descendant of the largest tobacco plantation in the United States, and it inspired Caris to capture things, places, um, artifacts at the plantation, which further inspired her to do research. And all the letterpress that you saw were actual documents from um, enslaved Africans, um, um, from people who owned slaves. Um, And then she, she made an alternative reality and that she took the picture that she created and juxtaposed it with the text to create something totally different. Um, It was just an interesting narrative. And then the fact that she used letterpress um, is just fascinating and took the word, and the letterpress is in a typeface that is from that era. So you have this mix of current (laughs) history, Political, black, white, um, privileged, um, enslaved, all meshed into one actual photograph, one actual object is is fascinating. And then Karis um, uses um, the paper that she prints with is cotton rag paper. I mean, and so this also this nod to cotton and how that built this country on the backs of free labor. I mean, her work is, is complex on so many different levels. And that's that's a photograph, you know? Uh, and then um, during the, um, the pandemic, uh, when we were all quarantining, um, she continued to work. And what she did was created uh, cyanotypes. And again, along with the printmaking, um, uh, just something really beautiful in a very dark time, creating something that um, we could all enjoy in a time where, you know, life, you know, was was very challenging. She,
2: yeah. Yeah. And uh, her Sianna types were all flowers, like different um, plants and, and stuff that she saw around. So like, it's a, it's a complete it's a complete contrast to in, in terms of bodies of work. Right. uh the cyanotypes were much simpler, much um, more minimal, right, I would say. And then you have the, the I want to I want to go back and read one of them uh, from a okay. the, uh, previous series with the cyanotypes where, let's see, kind of find the one I'm looking for. I can't find the one I was looking for, but it was a picture. And then below it, it had like a, a manifesto, a manifest with the different slave names on it. Like and I thought that was so interesting to find these and relate these two documents to this place, which still exists now, right in the future, and right. this history that goes along with it. That yeah. is, um, it, it's tough to 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 bring yeah. together to reconcile. Chill
0: bumps. You're giving me chill bumps just thinking about your description. Um, yes, where we had human cargo and people were listed by um their characteristics so whether it was a woman and a child which was valued at less than the congro the 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 african enslaved african from the congo who fetched more money because of of his build and um you know just to think of the the horror of that you know um, But then when you, when you, when you read them, like you, again, I love work that may change my perspective, or I may learn something from it. Um, what a gift that work is to those that view it, you know, that, that you may have some type of visceral reaction to what you're looking at. And, and, um, I am interested in showing work that extends the conversation. Jamal, I'm not crazy enough to think that the conversations are gonna solve the problems, but I do think that it's through the conversations that there may be a possibility or an opportunity to um, move the needle forward. And um, it is in particular work that I am interested to to show.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And photography has this this thing about it where, excuse me, where we associate um, truth to it, like because it is like a photograph, like it's it's something that was seen that that somebody captured. Um, And so, I think it I think it's really great to have a conversation about what what it reveals about the past and these other conversations and how it relates to uh, history and time. I think time is a great I'm worried for it because you know you're capturing these moments, uh, but time continues, right? Time and continues. we're on uh, a
0: continuum.
2: That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, I think the, it it brings to light and makes you focus on conversation differently than art. Like my paintings, my my abstract paintings are like completely made up, right? It doesn't. It it has my hand in it, but not a, a that same benefit of truth that photo, photographs have.
0: But sometimes, and I think that this is cool, too, um, there are optical illusions in photography and fine yeah. art. And so right. how yours, um, you're, you're taking your expression, your inward thought and putting it on canvas or on a print. You know, photography is doing that as well. Um, sometimes that documentary photography is doing just that, a stamp in time, and we reflect on it later. Like I have the privilege of showing work by Gordon Parks. I mean, um, when Mr. Parks was um, showing the work or in magazines, it had a different resonance than it does now, 50, 60 years later, 70 years later, when right. we have the perspective of time to reflect on it. And then, kind of have a backwards look. It's like a timestamp, and you know. So the the idea of photography is 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 really broad, and this um, juxtaposition of what we're looking at and the possibilities, I think, I find very fascinating.
2: Yeah, another artist that you represent that fits into that along that lines is Builder Levy. Yeah, tell me, tell me about Builder
0: so builder is also a new yorker and um was in the civil rights movement a young man with a camera and it seemed like he was everywhere uh documenting and so he's got this really amazing perspective of a social documentarian but um and moving forward issues but the 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 port the, the point of view and perspective that he has on humanity um, is really, um, really moving and very touching. Um, So Builder has bodies of work during the civil rights era. And Builder was born in 1944. um, And with the protests from last summer of 2020, Builder was right there, back out on the streets, documenting what he saw. Um, And the compassion that you can see from his lens, I think is exceptional and extraordinary. You know, um, what someone trains their camera on or frames their camera to um, also speaks a lot about the the individual that is creating it. You know, Um, none of Builder's work would you see as a document like you would see monkeys in a zoo. You know, Mm. you can see the compassion of what he trains his lens on and what in particular he's interested in forwarding the conversation about. And it's just so inspiring that, um, you know, he's still at it. He did a body of work in the West Virginia coal mines and how people, lived and, um, you know, made a way for themselves in the environment in which um, they lived. And so he's also, I would say, a bit of an environmentalist as well. But I, I was very interested in the fine art aspect of his work, um, something that someone would then choose to live with in their home or environment or office. Um, Builder has um, created some amazing books. Um, that um, many um, museums and uh, institutions have also um, enjoyed having in their
2: collections.
0: He's he's a yeah. Renaissance man. He's a Renaissance man everywhere.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's a great thing to to be able to take that eye from like I mean, you got pictures you know, on the gallery that were from 1965 and and from night and from 2020. Like he's you know just out there like doing his thing and like keeping it strong.
0: Exactly. And, um, you know, when you talk to builder, he's got an amazing heartfelt story about each of his capture, you know? And so the passion comes out, um, in, in conversation, but when he's not there and we're looking at his work, you can see the passion in the work then and builder prints some of his work. And we talked about printmaking in platinum, platinum prints. And, Mm. um, that tone is just amazingly beautiful. It's not just a a black and white, not that there's anything wrong with just a black and white, but I also think it's interesting how he, the artist, thought his work should exist in the world, you know, with the tones that the platinum prints um, provide. This is a Chisino, multi-discipline collage artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, right? So who was one of the first artists that you approached about being in your gallery when you started?
0: Oh, that's an excellent question. So um, there were four. Um, and my first show, uh, when I opened the gallery in the Cascade area of Atlanta, was called Black and White and Color. Um, and I showed Builder Levy's work. So he's been one of the artists that okay. I've yeah. this from, from the beginning, uh, a real honor and privilege. Um, Alan Cooley, who is um, a commercial photographer and has all the credits of photographing almost every celebrity that you know, <laughs> but I get to show his personal work, um, which has been a real honor. Marlene Hawthorne, who did a work, uh, a body of work um, about her memories, vivid memories and her dreams, um, who we lost unexpectedly at the age of 29, but I mm. am honored still to, Show her work um, and expose her work to others. And then a social documentarian by the name of Titus Higgins, who did a body of work um, in um, Haiti. And he was interested in um, the religion of the people. And he talked about how a lot of photographers go and capture, and it makes the people look like other, you know, like they're different from. The photographer, but right. um it, it's it's an interesting when you have a perspective of you're you know you're part of us, you know the this is we. This is we versus us and them. And right. um, I think that resonance, you know, um you know, is is a is a very interesting perspective, you know, if what again, someone trains their camera or focuses their lens on and
3: what yeah, is I, I agree, yeah,
2: I agree. That's also. So was it successful from the beginning? Like, did you did you feel like you uh, could immediately maintain, or was it like a little bit of a struggle to get going and and find your footprint?
0: Hey, I I, I wish I was like the mushrooms. I just popped up, <laughs> <right> now. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, ready to go. Yeah, uh,
0: no, but yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a process. Um, my passion is what um, keeps me moving forward. That that again these artists trust me to show their work in the best light that I know how to show it um, is a real privilege. And so there've been um, interesting times, but you know, we, uh, again, I'm led with what I myself would um, collect or buy. And so that, I can be steadfast in what I'm showing because I have this great belief in it. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to do just that. That I recognize that that is a a real privilege because as as a small business, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And if you're selling that alligator with the leg that's broken, you know, because that's what people are buying you know, then you're selling that alligator with the leg that's broken. You might not love it yourself, but I'm, I'm grateful right, yeah. that I get to show work that, um, I, I, that resonates with me. And that's basically how I curate exhibitions and shows and um, work with the artists that I'm, you know, exposed to and just uh, dis- make the decision to, to decide to show it. Also, you know, I find it very important that, the collectors, the patrons, you know, um, trust that I'm going to show them something that um, they, that they're going to give me their time to take Mm. a look at, you know, that I'm going to show them something that is, um, I don't want to say has been vetted, but that, you know, um, that may really also resonate with them. And so Uh, It's important to me to also understand what the collectors that, you know, we work with, what they enjoy and what they're, they're looking to add to their collections or have on their walls and live with. And so, you know, it, 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 it has been an amazing journey. It hasn't all the, the road has not always been paved. We've had some bumps along the way, but that's life. And uh, you know, we we do what we can to smooth it out and uh, keep it moving forward.
2: I, I, one one thing I am interested in is what would, what do you and you've been in the scene for a while. What do you think is the difference in the way that people perceive photography as opposed to like acrylic or oil paintings? Like do you do you do you ever have to have conversations about like the value of things or or something like that? Like I, I don't know I, I I've always had that kind of interest when when I see um, photographic works
0: you know it's um i um it's a really good question because when my husband and i started collecting art our focus was on pretty things over our sofa and that we could put in the <laughs> living room and <laughs> we then kind of graduated to harlem renaissance era um you know artist Um, And then now that I've got, you know, I got my master's in photography, our our focus has also been inclusive of photography. And so that conversation about, you know, oil paintings or an amazing print or sculpture or photography um, is is not one that I get that causes issues for me, really. Mm. And Mm. I'm grateful for that because the people that I work with, I consider them artists as well. And uh, I think about Jim Alexander, uh, who is an amazing local photographer in Atlanta, who's been photographing for 50 or more years. Um, I remember when I was having the conversation to him about being an artist, he's like, I don't know, I'm a photographer, you know? And so (laughs) how, um, but you know, how people perceive themselves Um, utilizing their craft, whether it's um, um, a purist in that sense, or more global, I think of it as creatives. And I love the moniker, and I use it synonymously with artist and um, photographer, but uh, our fine art photographer, Um, the conversations about paintings versus, you know, Photography, I don't really have those a lot because it's art and it's a creative expression. What's amazing is that you know good work stands the test of time and is wonderful if it continues to appreciate as well over time for what you bought it for on you know in 2019. Maybe it's gonna be much more valuable in 2025 and um so, all of that's yeah, I, I I consider it all art, creative expression. So, I'm fortunate, I, I'm grateful that I haven't had a lot of issues about those conversations.
2: That, that's good because, yeah. uh, and I, I feel the exact same way as you, right? It's right, like it's art, like you can see the expression if you feel it when you see it, then you know it's art, right? Exactly, like it's like you, you don't have to explain it too much,
0: and then even if you do explain it you know, that that journey of explaining it, you know, is gratifying in some Mm. way, Um, isn't that great? But isn't it wonderful when an artist doesn't have to explain their work and that people are getting it and um, um, in the ways in which they're getting it. And what one person sees like beauty in the eye of the beholder, you know, what one person feels about some work and someone else I think all that jumbled up together is very, very interesting, and in that art is open enough for somebody to have their own perspective on on a piece. Because you know that's the thing about um, galleries, and you know um, working with artists to find their audience. You know, right. something may not, re- you know, a piece may not resonate with everybody. You know, but that, but what's great is that there could be something out there, provided it's good work. For everybody,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I so I, I think that brings me to Urban A. Johnson, uh, like, who is a fantastic artist. I've been following him on Instagram uh, since I've seen him in your <laughs> in your gallery. Yeah, I like, you posted him yeah. and then I started following him. Um, uh, he has a he has a great process. Like, tell me about Urban a little bit.
0: So Irvin is a millennial, and uh, he's also a Scad MFA. Um, And so that's how I met him uh, here in Atlanta, lives in Chicago. And Irvin, um, I remember him recounting the story that during the initial Black Lives Matter movement, his friends were saying, come on, let's go protest. You know, and Irvin always had an excuse. You know, he's like, (laughs) well, I don't feel well or I'm tired or, you know, whatever, my elbow hurts. Um, But out of that came this work that um, we are enjoying and I get to show um, hashtag and honor. And the the idea of the hashtag is very purposeful, um, but he is honoring lives lost um, and and changed for um, due to police brutality. Um, and Irvin's process, I think, is, is, is really fascinating. It's photographic, but it also uses acrylic paint, glitter, um, solvents, where he is renegotiating the pigment of the skin of the, um, of the photograph. Um, and a lot of his work is very symbolic and metaphorical. Um, the portraits are straight on they're in your face uh, and he's had he's had many iterations of it Um, his latest one is variations on a theme where he has now incorporating printing on cotton and again we talked about that cotton you know how it built this this country on on the on the backs of free labor of our ancestors. And so um, his process is fascinating in that, you know, it's uh, kind of inspired by the Abstract Expressionist movement, but also he has collaged work. Some of his portraits are straight on, but he may have used two to five different people or parts of two to five different people's faces to create another person or another portrait or a stand in for, for that. So um, his work is exciting. He's a rising star. I had the great honor of being asked to apply for um, an exhibition in Venice last uh, in 2019 during the Venice Biennale. And I, I, um, I was so thrilled when Irvin's work was accepted and uh, during the
3: Venice
0: al on uh, an exhibition called "Personal Structures," um, and so he, he he's exciting and uh, as all of the artists that I work with, um, but uh, young and rising star, and he's prolific. If you follow him on Instagram, I know you've seen him in action. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the great part of it too. Is um, it's one thing to see a, a photograph and like notice like the different, like you said, the cotton um, shapes and in, in, like the different uh, effects that he get but you don't really understand until you like see him like barefoot in somewhere in a dark basement or something i, I don't know i don't know exactly what or sure, way he works. Exactly. at but it's, it's a random place where exactly. he's like that's, active uh, like, yeah
0: he's active that's his studio basement and uh during the uh you know, since we've all been on lockdown, we, we had an artist talk with him and had had a wonderful virtual studio visit. So, you know, but yeah, the process is fascinating. And sometimes you might see a footprint um, or a shoe print in, in the piece or something that might have dropped. But, um, you know, it, 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 uh, it all creates something that's very expressive. Um, again, he was reacting to the his his feelings of being a black queer man you know in this era um but he also mm-hmm. lovingly you know adds adds elements to the to the artifact or portrait that are just um stunning to behold
2: absolutely yo even had had my girl sue ross in there in one of the variations too i i noticed her face <laughs> That's one is one of his people so uh, the photographer in yeah. yeah, yeah. one of the pictures. So yes. yeah, I definitely appreciate it.
0: <laughs> From cystography. Uh, when yeah. I moved to Atlanta, uh, I I would always see this lady walking around with her camera. <laughs> and then after a while, Jamal, I knew I was in the right place. If I saw her there. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward, yeah. um, yes, Neil Love asked me to curate um, a book uh, commemorating the 40th anniversary of the Atlanta Jazz Festival, and that I got to show Sue's work was a real, real honor (laughs) and privilege. So, yeah, she's very, very special.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. One one more artist i talk about. Uh, He just had his show, my man, Najee Dorsey. I just had his show. And so I think think his story is is really interesting because he talked about expanding what you would consider photography, right? And he's like making these digital composite images with like all his color and texture, and you know, his the way he uses his figures, like all that kind of stuff. Like, tell me about it's that show.
0: Fascinating. It's fascinating, right? So, um, we have extended it re- gratefully through the end of May. Um, and we titled it Southern Crossroads. Najee was talking about his work one day and he said, I was like, so tell me more about what your work is about. And he was talking about these Southern Crossroads. I'm like, that's the name of the show. Yeah. Um, but his process is fascinating to me, you know, these bold, impactful colors and these figures, you know, just, I remember him saying stories, um, untold, or stories forgotten. You right. know? And I just love how Najee celebrates his southernness. you know, his Southern heritage. You know, he elevates all of his subjects in in this imagery that we've seen. His background is more in the painting vein, but that mm. I get to show these photographic mon- digital montages I think is really interesting, and then also I think about uh, Ramir um, Bearden and his collage work, and how Naji has kind of taken that into the 21st century. You yeah. know, he captures yeah. these photographs of things, or he sources them, and then he makes this alternative world. Yeah. You know, um, that is just so well done in such a, a pleasing pleasing visual but you can just feel the strength in it the power in his work um and and you know it, it's great when we can stand around and just talk about it you know um yeah. I remember there's um there's one um called woman in interior and a couple came over to to take a look at it they had seen it online and of course when you're seeing it in person you're even more blown away by the colors and the power that emanates from it, but you know it's talking about you know domesticity. It's talking about African American life. It's talking about a point in time. It's talking about southernness. His perspective, all in one. Um, I just, I just, I just absolutely love it i just absolutely love it so um we are delighted that the griffin museum in boston uh is showing some of nazi's work oh nice well yeah. As, yeah it's great as well as um the museum of art in Deland, florida is going to be mounting an exhibition um uh, his work just recently closed at the Orr o'keefe and is traveling to martha's vineyard and so he's you know it's just really exciting um He's such a creative and, you know, with Black art in America, wow, he's, you know, just a force in the art world. And I'm really glad to be able to have shown his work to um, our network of folks because he is amazingly networked. And it's just so wonderful that it has resonated so powerfully with those that have seen it.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's, it is something about his work and, and the saturation. Uh, it's very unique. I, I had a conversation with him one time. I don't forget it. He was like, uh, "Do you think I you can do what I do?" And I had to had to really think about it. It's like, you know, I understand like digital art, like some, like maybe I could do it if I if you gave me like six months, or so. <laughs> <laughs> but like, nah, I I don't know. It's it's always good right when you see, um, and urban Irvin's the same way. Uh, yeah. Taking yeah. processes that you kind of understand, but they add something to it that is like unexpected and and surprising and, and, and levels of expression on top of like whatever it is
0: isn't that amazing and that that's the thing that thrills me every day when i when i'm looking at work and every day when i interact with the artists that we work with that that's the part that's the part that keeps me going over those little bumps that we were talking about earlier yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> just that,
0: just that. But I wonder, Jamal, did you ask um, Naji? Can you do what I do? You <laughs> <laughs> should, should do that over here or whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that would be hilarious. But it'll probably, he, I'm sure he could. That's the that's the <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> I'm sure he could. <laughs> yeah, Naji's a man, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so um. So you extended his show. Like, what What new do you have on the horizon? I mean, we're opening up. You know what I'm saying? Are you going know, to, I know right now your gallery has been just, um, well, have you been open? I, that's a good, actually a, a better question. Have you been open and how are you handling, like, people seeing the work?
0: So with Najee's show, we did a hybrid. We, um, during the pandemic, we kind of pivoted primarily to virtual um, exhibitions on our gallery website, as well as the RT net platform. Um, but as you show, we did a hybrid where uh, we were open by appointment and okay. uh, having folks come in. And uh, so that, that's that's been good and trying to be very mindful and uh, covid safe, um, but really excited about what's coming on the horizon. We're going to do a virtual exhibition coming up really soon called Black Girl Magic. Need I say anymore?
2: No, that's it. That's it. That's everything right there. Right?
0: Right? <laughs> um, we'll have, um, I think it's going to be an annual um, exhibition, a Juneteenth exhibition we're really excited about. Um, we have in the works, Atlanta On My Mind, which I've been cooking for a, a little while, uh, showcasing Atlanta photographers. I'm really excited about that. Um, we're going to round out the year during uh, Atlanta celebrates photography with one of the artists that we work with, Janine McNabales, um, in a body of work about the women's suffrage movement, kind of correlating it with the uh, 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment um, and our holiday show. So we 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 have a lot, of, lot in store, a lot of great work for us to share with our network of folks and uh, you know, uh, exposing um, new work by the artists that we work with. So we're really excited. Good. So So we're going to, you know, now that things are opening back up a little bit, like two weeks before everything was shut down, we were so excited to do the first iteration of Paris Photo New York. Um, which the, the photography show in New York is the second largest in the world to Paris photo. So we were really excited about that, but that, you know, everything went. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, Now that things are starting to open up again, we are, we are excited to um, uh, also participate in some art fairs because, you know, you mentioned uh, I'm here in Atlanta, which I love. And I'm tucked in this little neighborhood in the Cascade area, which I love. But you know, I I don't anticipate that everybody would just always find me. So we right. I've always felt like I need to take the work to the people. Um, and so we're gonna do an um, an art fair in September uh, called Additions in Chicago, and we'll likely. Um, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, do something during Art Basel, and then the uh, photo-specific art fairs as well. So we're we're pretty excited. Got
2: got lots of great work to show. That's awesome. So I mean, so that means that the kind of virtual thing, like I think you navigated it pretty well. I've uh-huh. I've I saw a couple of your virtual uh, exhibits last year, and I, I thought they were were super dope.
0: Thank you so much. That that means a lot coming from you, Jamal, because I think you're super dope. And so <laughs> uh, thank you for that. We, you know, everybody had to kind of try to find a way, right, and, and try to make it work. And so we we, right. we, we gave it a try and uh, we're grateful for the feedback and, and the engagement that we got. So uh, thank you for that.
2: Oh, for sure. And so I, I kind of want to end it off talking a little bit about you as a collector. Ah. Like uh, like how long have you have you been collecting and like what was the what was the emphasis for that?
0: Oh, wow. So um, my husband and I started collecting art and this is going to date me, but early 90s, uh, late 80s, early, early 90s. And so we've been at it for a while. And I am a firm believer that art enriches our lives in that I get to wake up and see this amazing work um, hanging on my walls. If I'm going into the kitchen or if I'm going downstairs or wherever I'm going, that uh, work that um, kind of expresses who we are as, as a couple is, uh, is a real, real special thing. Um, and, and, um, I might've mentioned earlier, we kind of started out in the Harlem Renaissance era, um, types of work that we have. Um, and then we've now been more inclusive, including photography. We have sculpture. Um, but you know, when, when friends or family come over and they ask us to, Hey, what is that? Or they'll walk around and say, that's amazing. Or just get stopped in their tracks wow it's just it's just amazing uh to be able to um you know live that art life (laughs) so i'm surrounded by art (laughs) and uh i pinch myself that you know i i get to see what great stuff whether it's at the gallery or hanging on the walls in my own home
2: yeah so all right, what, what kind of collector are you? Are you the type where you have to meet the artists? Like, do you like to meet the artists and know the stories and have your research or do you and, go by field?
0: Well, I would say. I'm not a purist, and so maybe all of the above. Isn't it amazing then when, when we get to know the artist, if they're living yeah. some of a lot of what's in our collection, those artists have. Preceded us, and um, you know, I'm grateful to have Ramir Beard in our collection, um, Gordon Parks in our collection, um, Jacob Lawrence in our collection, and to to know the impact that they've had on the art world is is amazing. That I know, um, you know, some of the artists it is amazing. It's all amazing. I do, we do do research, <laughs> but the the most amazing thing is that it speaks to us, and that it's something that. We um, invest in with our dollars, but also our eyes and our time because we see it every day. And so, um, it you know, collecting is fun. And it was one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, that I really wanted to do is expose people like us to the joys of collecting art. You know, whether it is you do know the photographer, I'm, I'm sorry, the artist or have an opportunity to meet them to know the backstory the reason why they created it um that it expresses something that, that they're expressing something interesting and they have something interesting to say with their work um is is a gift in and of itself and then when you get the object and and, and live with it you just knock me over with a feather
2: <laughs> yeah i always say that uh when, when i talk to sometimes i talk to a naji you know a naji Innocent at um, Zukai Gallery, and oh, yeah. and he's always talking. Yes. You know, he likes the investment conversation, but I, but that's never that my conversation. My conversation always like imagine walking past this piece every day for 10, 15 years, and like if and have it bring you joy, just what you're describing, right? Like just feeling good when you see it every single time you see it. Like that's what you're paying uh, for. Like that's that's, that's the that's the Absolutely. real deal
0: but but then you know the cherry on the top you know the investment <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly yeah
0: you get something pretty amazing and uh Gordon Parks's work is not what you paid for it you know in in 1990 you know it's right. like yeah. uh, and um so that's that's an aspect of it that keeps on giving you know and then that you know your children or my children can also enjoy it um you know or or grandchildren you know future generations can enjoy it and that it um you know that it's a commentary on on the people that collected it but also on the time you know
3: yeah it, absolutely it
0: makes it very 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 good that um collecting conversation
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely do you do you have any um photographers that, that you are looking at right now that, are, that you think are like pretty special?
0: Always, always looking at folks. Um, I am. Um, yeah, you got me because you, you, like, <laughs> uh rushing to my head right now. I, I think um, Sean Theodore's work is really interesting. Oh, I love. It. Yeah,
2: that's my man. Yeah, I like I really love his work. Yo.
0: Yeah, he,
2: he's been on the podcast before, too. He, he he's, he's doing amazing stuff. Yeah. Really amazing work, really, really stylized, unique. Like there's something good about his eye. He has great compositions. He's got like, great
0: composition. And you know, and so um, I'm always looking, always looking and with, with the with Instagram, you know, it's always easy to, yeah. to take a look, right? Because, yeah. you know, like the traditional gallery model is changing. Um, it was changing when I, I entered. And um, to think that artists can, you know, find their audiences in this kind of global way is 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 exciting. It's exciting.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, y'all. Thanks so much for sitting with me. It's Nika Dawkins. Tell them where they can find you.
0: Oh, I'm at adawkinsgallery.com. Also, I'm on Instagram, Arnica Dawkins Gallery. Um, We are also on Facebook. And uh, thank you so much, Jamal, for this conversation. And thank you for all that you're doing for the art world. You know, I view that it's an ecosystem. Like we're all in here doing our part. You're creating work. You're having conversations. I'm showing work. I'm working with artists and collectors. You know, it, we're all in this thing together. And um, I, I think the art world is changed for us being in it. And um, thank you again so much for um, this conversation and, and taking the time to um, chat with me. I really appreciate it. And
2: that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the bag. Big thank you to Arnika Dawkins for coming on the show. Make sure y'all check out her gallery. She's got some good stuff going on. Next week, we'll be back with more inspiration. We got abstract painter Alexis McGriggs on the noise. To all my artists out there, are you experimenting? Are you trying to do something different? Are you adding a new technique to what you do? Are you making noise? You gotta make that noise, baby. Yes, we'll see y'all next week. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.